Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. You care what the mainstream media says? What's up, family out there? You're listening. Thursday, 21st of June, July, something like that. I don't know. What, what month is it? What day is it? Anybody have a clue out there? Uh, good to see you guys all working your way in here today. Um, yeah, I did uh, Occam's Razor this morning with Zach and sat down on the couch and passed right the fuck back out. <laughs> so I'm kind of scrambling here today. Sorry about being a little bit late again. Uh, it's good to see you guys all working your way out there today. It was uh, fun, as always, to hang out with uh, with Red Pill 78 Zach. Um on Thursdays, I always look forward to it, and we always have a fun discussion. So if you missed that today, check it out when you guys get time. We're at Red Pill 78, uh, Occam's Razor on at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central. So if you missed that, go go check it out uh, later on today when you get time. Appreciate you guys all working your way in here today. Do me a favor when you get a second. Go to the foxhole.app and make an account and tell your friends and your family members and whoever you can about the foxhole.app. The reason why the foxhole.app is such a great platform, because... If you want to help support your streamers, the best place to do it is the Foxhole.app. So thank you guys very much. Do me a favor. Spread the word about the Foxhole.app. Tell a friend, tell a family member. Just say, hey, come hang out. Come, come check it out. There's a lot of great creators that are live right now. UK Neil, EMCB, 412 Productions, Based Amy, Mr. C, Wingnut, Newstime Live, Chill, many others live right now. Let's see. Who else is there? Sloan TV, Belush. Uh, Amy Joe God Loves You, WRH Rivero, Patriot News, and Patriot Soapbox, all live right now on the Foxhole.app. So if you can't find something you like to watch over there, I don't know what to tell you. So I appreciate you guys very much. Tell a friend, tell a fan member about the Foxhole.app, and we appreciate all you guys working your way in here today over there. It's much, it's a it's a great platform, so check it out when you guys get time. Also, the website, uncensoredave.com. You can find everything you need to find over there for the podcast or the, or the live stream, whatever you need to find out about it. Do me a favor, bookmark the site so uh, if I get banned off any of them, platforms to be able to find me i appreciate you guys very much podbean iheart apple google spotify pick one anyone just search uncensored abe you'll be able to find the podcast we're on episode 313 today so it's uh it's 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 amazing how much time has flown flown by just for the podcast it's only been you know about a year and a half or so But uh, we keep it moving, don't we, here at the, at the channel. So I appreciate you guys. Telegram, True Social, links are at the very top. Uh, you can help find everything you need to know as far as where the live streams are, 5 Central, 4 Eastern, 
5 Eastern, 4 Central, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network, where you can find the live streams. Tiger Network is currently down because they got attacked by Chris Krebs, scumass, scumbag ass, so... Uh, as soon as two or three gets back up, we'll let you guys know out there. Uh, but uh, for for now, the uh, the archives shows will be over at Cloud Hub, so you'll be able to find those on the website. There, the, the previous two live streams, uh, as well as uh, important content that you may have not seen before. Seth Cashel here in Wisconsin, the Reawakened Tour in Dallas, the Decertification Rally in Madison, many other things out there. So check it out when you guys get time. The Dr. Judy Mikovits uh, interview is still up there as well. So uh, lots of good content over there on the website. Check that out when you get time. I'm still working on on swapping that up, but because Tour Three been down i've been having a problem doing that so anyways if you want to help keep the lights on scroll down a little bit more you can find the cash app paypal patreon and buy me a coffee links thank you guys all very much for buying me a coffee and uh sending some money over to try to raise money for the pit and yes last night i did get my invite to the pit so i'm looking forward to that mid-august um they're asking us to be uh, as confidential as possible about the details of it for obvious reasons. So um, I'm going to do what I can to try to raise the money. I think what I'm going to need to raise is about a thousand, uh, maybe a little more, a little less, somewhere in that range uh, to get me over to the pit. So um, if you can help in any kind of way, I could really use your help. Um, and I'll do what I can to save as much money from, you know, the, you guys' gold pills and the rest between now and that time as well. So, I'm going to make it. I'm going to find a way to get there. Um, and I'll bring you, I can't live stream the information, but I'll, uh, after the, you know, after it, we'll do a, a little get together and a little discussion maybe. Um, but so, um, if you can help in any kind of way, uh, that's the plan. I'm going to have to try to raise about a thousand dollars to get to the pit. I did get my official invite last night. Thank you to Patel, Patel Patriot and all the rest of you guys out there who will put the word in for me. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting involved and doing whatever I can to, uh, to help their mission, uh, and help, uh, United States mission as well. So looking forward to that. Um, check it out when you guys get time, cash up, PayPal, Patreon. You can also go to, uh, mypillow.com backslash Abe, if you so choose. You can get yourself some awesome bed sheets, some flash sale on my pillows. Uh, the slippers are still on sale, as well as their new uh, flip flop style slippers as well. Um, those are on sale as well. Buy one, get one. Towel sets, uh, bed sheets, uh, my pillows. Uh, blankets and beach towels, buy one, get one free, uh, as, as well as go anywhere. My pillows, if you're on the, on a plane or on a, in a car, it's perfect for that. So check out the, the website when you guys get time, mypillow.com backslash aid. The best part about having, a, uh, uh, you know, having them reach out and help lift them up is you guys can get some cool stuff using the discount and help the show and help Mike Lindell. So if you can, uh, help spread the word. If you know anybody who needs some towels or some mugs, T-shirts, all kinds of cool stuff on the website. Scroll down to the very bottom. You'll find some really cool stuff down there as well. So check it out when you guys get time. MyPillow.com backslash Abe. You get a great discount, and you get yourself some cool stuff, and you can help support the stream. So thank you guys very much. The Buy Me a Coffee link is being dropped in the chat, I'm sure. It's uh, Uncensored Abe. Just search uh, BuyMeACoffee.com backslash Uncensored Abe. That is how you can find that, and all of those links are on the website. So I appreciate you guys very much uh, for helping support the stream in any kind of way possible. Well, if you can't support financially, I get it. I totally, I trust me, I get it. Just help tell somebody about the stream, please. Help, help share the stream to somebody. Tell them why you listen and why you uh, come in here every day to, to see what's going on in the world. So thanks, guys, very much. I appreciate your support. Foxhole, uh, Facebook, True Social, Gab, and email address. All the links are at the very bottom of the website, as well as my P.O. box if you want to send me something. So that's where you can find all of the stuff on how to get a hold of me or uh, with regards to the show. So thanks, guys, very much. I appreciate you. I see a great crowd over there on Foxhole working your way in here today. You knock my socks off first in the house over there. Nina Rocks, Toria, much love. Good to see you out there. 
Fan of my four, truthful mama. Good to see you out there. Landshark in the house. Much love. Good to see you out there. I hope all is well. Uh, we're just smoking good smoke. <laughs> Texas bear in the house. Good to see you, Casey Powell. Good to see you, Casey Powell. Uh, it's been a while. Good to see you out there. Full, full metal outcome, alchemist. A great crowd working their way in here today. Darth Q dropping uh, 1,640, 1,605 gold pills on me to the pit. Thank you, Darth Q. I will definitely be bringing you guys as much information as I possibly can from the pit. No doubt about it. Thanks guys for being here today over there on the foxhole.app. I appreciate you very much. And, uh, who's someone, someone with a PayPal. I mean, let me, let me just check that real quick. I just got a notification. Um, Arlene, thank you to the pit. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you for the donation. I will definitely um, do whatever I can to bring you guys as much information uh, shortly after the pit and all that stuff. So thank you guys for your support. I appreciate it. Blue eyes open. Toria, thanks for the shades. I always respect your authenticity. Blue eyes open. Much love. Uh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Um, all you guys out there working your ways in on the alternate platforms. My Rumble's crowd is out there working their way in here today. Thank you guys very much over there on Rumble. Do me a favor, hit that plus button on Rumble and uh, subscribe if you're not subscribed to the to the channel yet, uh, so you can be easier to find the, the shows when you want to tune in. Uh, knock my socks off, Chris. Thank you for dropping all the links out there, um, and Denise, many others, Ilda out there as well, Ildi. Several others over there on Rumble, lurking as well, lurking and driving. I'm sure. Thanks for being here today, guys. Lisa, John Mick, Boo Boo Farfart, and many others. Thanks for the new follows over there on Twitch. Uh, and the uh, subscribers, I appreciate to all you guys very much. Johnny B, J Poo Pulello, uh, J Poon, good to see you. I'm gonna, your, your name's now J Poon. Deplora Laura's in the house, as always. Cyber XP, thanks for joining us here today. I appreciate it. Jane's in the house, much love. Thanks for being here today. And uh, let's see, who else? Many others out there. Yeah, the coffee thing. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what Mike has going on with his new store, too. I want to check that out. I meant to check that out last night. Toy Squirrel, Johnny B. Z is in the house. First in the house. Thanks for being here today, Z. Much love. I appreciate it. And T-Rex in the house as well. I appreciate you guys all working your way in here today. So what do I have for today? Um, honestly, I have, I'm Durham heavy for the first hour. All that stuff that I've been meaning to talk about from earlier in the week. <laughs> Uh, with regards to Durham and stuff, I got I got several articles on that. So um, we have an article from Paul Sperry in Real Clear. Uh, you know, he he writes them fairly long, but I want to see what he has to say in his Durham article today. Um, Margot has a new article out today uh, with regards to confidential human sources, and it's going to be an interesting perspective on that. That's definitely going to be worth our time. So I want to check that out, and then. Uh, General Flynn uh, sent out an article from WND Press. The lies have it. Russia collusion case takes a rough turn. Uh, that came out July 20th, so I want to read that one too. And then several threads out there about Mark Zuckerberg that is interesting as well. So that's kind of the first half of the show today. Um, Bannon's in the news, so I want to get uh, – we'll probably start off – uh, with Bannon today and then um, move on to Durham and President Trump has a, a con some comments about the Electoral Account Act. So that's kind of the first half. The second half is, uh, you know, breaking news, stuff like that that's going on out there. Um, I did want to show you that's that stuff about Garrett Ziegler, that CNN hit piece from yesterday it is kind of funny. So if we get time, I want to spend some time on that. Um, Hunter Biden in the news again today. So we'll read the article from Zero Heads with regards to potential potential charges. 
changes with regards to Hunter Biden. I want to see what they have to say in there. And then just some kind of some random stuff also for the second half. The Last Refuge has an interesting article today about uh, President Biden and uh, using his executive power uh, to, for climate change. I wanted to kind of see what he had to say uh, out there on that as well. So that's some of the stuff I got lined up for you guys today. Thanks for working your way out uh, over there today. How about giving us the cliff notes instead of reading the whole article? <laughs> um, if I had the time to go to do that, some of the some of the articles are are well worth the time to go through all of them. But I hear you. I'm trying not to um, to just sit around and read articles all day. So I, I hear you on that front. But some of them are, are just in order to find the nuggets in them. It's worth spending the time on it. So that's why I end up doing that for my own benefit. And, uh, you know, I figure if, I, if I'm going to take the time to do it, maybe you guys would want to hear it, too. So but thanks for being out there today, guys. Uh, Dr. Jay Blazer in the house, OG Mary, and many others as well. Working your way in here today, guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Abe Sock. Uh, hi, Chris. Abe Sock and Denise. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> Much love. Thanks for being here today over there on the Rumble Cloud as well. So that's what we got lined up for today. So let's let's kick it off here pretty quick. Um, hey, Aaron's over there on, on uh, Facebook as well. Good to see you, Aaron. Hope all is well. Um, all right. Uh, Bannon in the news. Um, there's, let's see, I think Misty had, was it Misty? Yeah. Had a, had a soundbite from Bannon today since we couldn't hear the one yesterday. I'll kick it off with that. I got a quick article I wanted to read on that front as well. So without further ado, shall we just hop to it today? I suppose. Let me get a cup of coffee, sip of coffee, and then we'll hop to it. Deplora Lord says, hello, my beautiful sisters. <laughs> Much love. You guys have a great time out there in chat. I love it. <laughs> you don't even need to, you don't even need me. You just all you really need is just uh, the chat. You guys are good to go. <laughs> all right. Steve Bannon today. Um, I, say, I think Midnight Rider actually. Car Carly had this one out there. So we'll start there and then we'll get to uh, what the, oh my freaking. <sighs> all right, here we go. Friggin' OBS, man. Whoops. Okay, hold on a sec. The My sound settings are all messed up. Let me fix this. I'm going to have to boost it for you, so let me see here. Let me get this going here. All right, here we go. Make sure everybody understands. Of any person in the Trump administration, Stephen K. Bannon has testified, what, 30 hours in front of the Mueller Commission, I think 20 hours in front of Schiff in the House Intelligence Commission, uh, the House Intelligence Committee in the SCIF, and then in front of the Senate Intelligence. I think over 50 hours of testimony, every time the exact same way. Executive privilege, lawyers engaged, they worked it out, and every time, every single time, more than anybody else in the Trump administration, Quite frankly, even McGahn and right those guys aggregate Stephen K. Bannon testified. So you heard it laid out today. See you guys. Are you we love you. Oh, 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 All right, so that's all there is. Not a whole lot of uh, just basically. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to hear what he had to say today. Um, so there's that. Um, 
what is going on over here on <laughs> on Foxhole? Truthful Mama dropping a cookie on me. Happy Thursday. Thank you. Cozy Bear dropping some shades on me. Mistborn dropping an EMP on me. Think fast. Bombing coming. Thank you, Mistborn. Tori Edge with some shades. Blue Eyes open with a cookie. And Darth Q with a, with a uh, 1,605 gold pills. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys very much for the love, support, and prayers over there. I appreciate it very much. Mark Lanon out there lurking. Good to see you, brother. Hope all is well. And many others. Bannon doing the thing. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your, your support. Then there's this article. This could happen to any American. Bannon's lawyer calls out uh, the government government's attack on basic civil liberties. Will wrote this in Trending Politics uh, last night. Former Trump advisor Steve Bannon has been dragged before court for refusing to deal with the January 6th kangaroo committee, having to face contempt of Congress charges in federal court for not wanting to deal with that Liz Cheney-dominated committee. Thank you, Chuck Pony. Much love. And now, in an interview he gave with Breitbart News, Bannon's lawyer, David Schoen, is calling out the manner in which the government is attacking Steve Bannon's basic civil liberties, claiming it could happen to any American. Describing the arguments from the beginning of the case Bannon against Bannon itself, Breitbart reported that prosecutors argued that Bannon thought he was above the law. Defense attorneys said that, on the contrary, Bannon tried to follow the law by seeking legal advice and waiting for the courts to resolve the executive privilege claims. Describing what Bannon did. Thank you, Miss Bourne. Much love. Describing what Bannon did, Schoen noted that when Bannon was subpoenaed by the committee, he advised he he advised by his attorney that there was executive privilege issues to resolve, and so he didn't go along with the subpoena. Commenting on what that means for Bannon, Schoen said, when you get a subpoena and you hire a lawyer, you ought to be able to rely on the lawyer's advice. There is nothing wrong Bannon did in this case. He's just not able to tell his story. He was told, you are not able by law to comply. Bannon simply followed his attorney's advice. Schoen added that there is constitutional issues in the case, saying the judge has made his rulings and we have to respect his decision, but there are more important constitutional issues for appeal here than virtually any other case I've handled. The judge in the case has been largely unmoved by Bannon's pleas, and, and, and he's been persecuted for political reasons as per business insider report saying judge Carl Nichols, a Trump appointee confirmed in 2019 shot down questioning from defense lawyers about the motives of the house lawmakers who supported subpoenaing the longtime Trump ally as part of the congressional inquiry into the January 6th attack on the Capitol. I quote, I do not intend for this to become a political case, a political circus, a forum for partisan politics, Nichols said. Further, Judge Nichols has, according to Breitbart, has excluded every argument against the legality of the subpoena, the constitutionality of the committee, which many critics say already violated the terms of his own enabling resolution. Indeed, it has. One such critic, Alan Dershowitz, said he's never uh, never seen anything like the January 6th panel. It's a fraud and a disgrace to America. No due process, no cross-examinations, no opposing witnesses, no nothing. Regardless of the criticism directed, uh, regardless of the criticism direct, the criticism, the select committee's way, directed the select committee's way, uh, Bannon still faces the attack on his civil liberties and is having to deal with that attack both with the committee and in federal court. 
Gen Z conservative wrote this uh, out there. So uh, pretty, uh, you know, a, a simple summary, so to speak, of, of uh, what's, what that is there. Um, I wanted to quickly check to see if there's any other Bannon stuff out there today, because usually right around now is when we get, you know, something. Where is that change of batter stuff coming from? I don't, I don't, weird, fucking weird, dude. Um, let's see, uh, Bannon's defense team rests its case after he refused to take the stand. Um, interested to see how tomorrow goes, pray for Bannon. So it looks like tomorrow, Daily Mail, this is just dropped from the Daily Mail in case, in the case after he refused to take the stand, defiant Trump advisor says outside of court he has already testified more than anyone else and stands with the ex-president and the Constitution. Former Trump advisor Steve Bannon declined to speak in his own trial. His attorneys wrapped their case without presenting a defense to the jurors. Closing arguments are set to come Friday with jury deliberations after. Outside the courthouse, Bannon insisted that he has testified more than any other Trump aides because of the Trump-Russia investigation. It comes after just two days of trial testimony with the prosecution witnesses including the FBI agent and counsel for the January 6th committee. So tomorrow, <clears throat> tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be uh, the closing arguments and then to the jury after that. So that's the latest status for the Steve Bannon stuff out there today. There's that. just want to make sure we uh, got the latest information on that. Thank you, Sean Joe, for the cookie. Appreciate it. Liz Cheney has always believed she's above the law. Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, oh, I saw the Hillary's. <laughs> Hillary tweeted out something, so now, now it's a Q post. See how that works? <laughs> Hillary tweets, and, and now it's a Q post. That's how, that's how Q post decodes work now. Trump slams the rewrite electoral count act. That's up next on the block. <laughs> uh, Italian prime minister resigned. Yeah, we got that. We reported that last week. This about time the, the media have picked up on it. Thank you for the uh, kind words, Denise, with regards to Zach earlier today. It was fun hanging out with him. It always, it always is. Just kind of wing it, and hopefully it turns out all right. <laughs> Fraud vitiates everything. Uh, they keep telling us that, right, Ellie? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So, all right. Um, looks like you guys are just kind of lurking and hanging. Dixie Barsh. I don't understand. I mean, that's that's what happened, right? Hillary tweeted, and now it's a Q post. Uh, decode. Aha, I got it. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I don't subscribe to that kind of stupidity. Sorry. That's not how you, how you, uh, that's not how Q posts are meant to be used. But hey, if it sounds good, let's run with it. <laughs> it's taken a life of it all, and it definitely has, and it's rather annoying. It's a rather waste of time. Hillary tweets, and then she, she looks, it looks like she's batting. Aha, chains of batter coming. What? What is that? That's like, that's, that's almost insane. All right. That is almost literally insane. 
Look, Hillary's acting like she has a bat. Aha, chains of bat are coming. Q post. Insane. Literally, you need to take a step back from never read a Q post ever again and dial yourself back if that's what you think. <laughs> Boom, there goes the rest of the audience. See you later. Hey, Dolphin, good to see you out there. How you have a pleasant afternoon as well. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, Bribo. <laughs> I do believe that Pepe lives and in, in the Matrix have some have a screw loose in their head. <laughs> if you if Hillary tweets something and you see a Q post, something is seriously fucking wrong with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is my official take on chains of batter <laughs> if hillary tweets something and you see a q post you might have officially lost your fucking mind yes that is what i think bribo <laughs> navy vet how you feeling bro you feeling better Trump slams the rewrite of the Electoral Count Act regulating vice president, but now the Dems and Rhinos are working to pass a bill that stops the VP from doing what he was not allowed, according to them, to do, Trump said. <laughs> I love how he's trolling them with this stuff, dude. Uh, hey, one, Scott. <laughs> yes, I do believe that you may have lost your freaking mind if Hillary tweets. <laughs> and you see a fucking Q post. You are doing it wrong. <laughs> You're doing Q posting wrong. Navy vet hanging with the family still in the hospital. Thank you for all the prayers. Fox will found getting better one day at a time. I'm glad to hear that, bro. You hang in there and I hope you feel better. We're all praying, praying for your quick recovery, brother. Stay strong, stay focused, and get yourself better, all right? You can get a Q post out of anyone posting. You almost, yes. Oh, my God, my timestamp matches a four-year delta, the tweet that Danny Scavs put out, but it's a few days off. But, hey, let's run with it. I, I just, it does that kind of crap does not help our cause at all. It doesn't. It makes you look fucking insane. And then they, they're always like, well, did you see what all the QAnons did? New Media Matters article coming up. Chains of batter. It's ridiculous, dude. You're queuing wrong. <laughs> You're queuing it wrong. <laughs> and you've been doing it, and you've been queuing it wrong for four years. I'd rather be insane than out of sane. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know, dude. It's stupidity, dude. It's fucking retarded is what it is. If you if, if Hillary tweets or if Dan Scavino tweets and you see a Q post, you may have officially lost your fucking mind. <laughs> Hillary lost her mind <laughs> already. All right, let me see this from, from President Trump. Former President Trump on Thursday criticized the Senate for planning to rewrite the Electoral Count Act that we covered yesterday. We spent about an hour on this yesterday. A further restrict 
to further restrict a state's electors to clarify the law's language to clearly state the vice president is not able to change their election results. <laughs> yeah, I noticed QAG's gone. That sucks, huh? So Democrats, this is President Trump, quote, so Democrats, rhinos, and almost all others said that Mike Pence or any VP had absolutely no right to do anything but send the votes to the old broken crow, Mitch McConnell, even if they were fraudulent, corrupt, or highly irregular, Trump wrote on his social media platform, True Social. The vice president was merely a human conveyor belt and could do nothing. But now the Dems and rhinos are working to pass a bill that stops the VP from doing what he was not allowed to do, according to them to do. It was all a big lie. Should have sent it back to the states. I agree, Mr. President. They should have sent it back to the states. And if the senators, besides the six in Arizona and the five in Pennsylvania, had done their jobs, then this wouldn't be a discussion about Vice President Pence, but voila. What's up, Drunk Pinata? You got a new site? Q oh, Q, Q Aggregator News. Knock my socks off. Thank you for that. And let me bookmark this real quick so I can get rid of the old one. QAggregator.news. All right, cool. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Good job, guys. I was about to post a new link. <laughs> you guys got to it so quick. Here's the, let me get it out to uh, the other platforms. Do me a favor, drop this into all the different platforms out there, please. That is the new QAG site. Thanks, guys, for that. Uh, the former president, let me finish this article here real quick. Uh, the former president and some of his supporters are accused of trying to set up alternate electors to vote for him and later trying to then have Vice President Pence not certify the election. The changes also further make clear that our vice president who presides over Congress certification of electoral college ballots has only a ministerial role and cannot affect the election's outcome. A bipartisan group of senators are working to reform the Electoral Count Reform Act, including Susan Collins, Rob Portman, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Tom Tillis, Shelly Capito, Todd Young, Ben Sassy, and Lindsey Graham. There's your who's who of rhinos. The bill's rewrite, as we discussed yesterday, affirmatively states that the constitutional role of the vice president as a presiding officer of the joint meeting of Congress is solely ministerial, as we covered yesterday. So Vice President, uh, or excuse me, President Trump um, hitting that kind of hard <laughs> yesterday. Is my volume low? I lowered it when I was on with Zach, so it could very well be low. Let me boost it up a little bit for you guys. There you go, Dr. J. Blazer. Thanks for uh, reminding me on that. I did change that um, earlier because I was high <laughs> on, on Red Pill Show, so thanks, guys. Abe, do you ever watch any iPod videos? Yeah, I used to watch all of them back in the day. Every time he dropped them, and I often disagreed with a lot of, you know, the, the con conclusions, but I, I enjoyed watching it. You know what I'm saying? You can find iPod on true social. Um, and he's, you know, he's like a lot of people has kind of changed their view on a lot of different things as well. Um, I've always respected him. I've always very much respected iPod and the work that he's done in the, in the, um, the work he did to bring attention to, to Q post. And like I said, I, I, like most people, I, I often disagree with their conclusions because the conclusions were often way off. <laughs> you disagree with everybody, Abe. Only when I have a good reason to disagree and I express it to you guys and I show you how and why I disagree. And then we can all move on. Right. 
<laughs> Someone in Fox will ask about this. Yeah, there you go. QAgreater news. Thanks. Losing your hearing. I apologize for having that too low. Uh, let's see. What else is going on out there? Z Patriot, he's not followed by Opsteam. He went on a tangent and created a rift. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, similar to um, Neon and and others, um, you know, completely pointless to to go that route. But whatever, man. It's to each his own, right? And I, like I said, I still I respect his work and I respect uh, his opinion. Um, is what it is, right? But uh, all right. So there's that. <laughs> I saw a couple of more comments. You guys like the queuing is the queuing it wrong, huh? Yeah, put that in there. Tell them maybe say you're queuing it wrong. <laughs> I, I can't figure out how they how so many people follow that stuff and then they just puppet it. Like, oh hey, change of matter coming. <sighs> uh don't get offended. I just say what I say. Durham stuff. Let's get to it, huh? Let me get some water in me. OAN doing great work, by the way, of highlighting the January 6th stuff, man. Congratulations. I, I really appreciate OAN for the work that they're doing, uh, making sure they expose the truth about uh, January 6th. They are doing a great job. All right. Let's see here iPods on Rumble, just uh, part two of Weatherman. Yeah, I mean, it's like everything, right? You know, do your own research, take it, take, take uh, the information for what it's worth and, and, and do your own digs on stuff. Uh, I think that's important. Cynical like everyone else up here in the tundra. <laughs> Pursuity, yes. Oh, man. Nolans tomorrow, Glenn. Safe travels, brother. Hey, Bales, much love. That happens to be everyone. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you, you get it, Bales. That's why I love my audience, because you guys get, you take me with the, with the same grain of salt that you take everyone else with, and you do your own research, and you, and you form your own opinions. What amazing concept that is, instead of just puppeting other people's stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did you see what Hillary tweeted? <sighs> Biden officials entangled in Durham's criminal Russiagate probe. This from Paul Sperry today. Patriot game. Yep. And the cream rises to the top. <laughs> hey, Patriot game. That's very kind of you. Much love. Uh, who else out there? Mistborn. Uh, come on, man. Holland, Italy, and Germany in uproar is no problem. Just send more high Mars. <laughs> Drunk Finiana dropping a ship. I mean, people need to vet info before sharing. Have we not learned anything? Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it either. Glenn, thanks for the 140 gold pills, guys. Thank you guys for the support today. I appreciate it very much. Um, I, today is the first time I am doing my own payouts. I had a different system set up with, uh, with Foxhole, and now I'm having to reset everything. That's why my finances are a disaster right now, because I'm having to reset how I do all that stuff, new bank account, new all that stuff. So I appreciate you guys getting the gold pills back up there again today. Uh, you guys are freaking awesome people, and I'm going to bring you guys as much information as I can from the pit as soon as I find out more information. I'll I'll know more next Thursday. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to talk about, but I'll know more next uh, Wednesday. Excuse me, next Wednesday. 
Um, Mistborn, I'm stream jumping off the woke. Hey, thank you for the EMP, Mistborn. Tell woke I said what's up. I appreciate you guys. Much love. Bitch Toria says, uh, I have a sixth sense of humor up here in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, Landshark says, on the on the government election, are you going Ramthum or Michaels? I am going Ramthum. I am voting for Ramthum, and I am pushing everybody else that I know to vote for Ramthum as well. We'll see what happens. He is the true grassroots uh, candidate for sure. All right. Uh, Paul Sperry did a fairly long article, but I, just to bring keep this in the news as far as, uh, you know, uh, this stuff as well. Uh, hey, Navy Vet, thanks for the new house. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I appreciate you, man. You hang in there, brother. So just in the guise of keeping, um, you know, Durham into the discussion and the rest, it's about a 10-minute article dig that Paul Sperry did that just is, is more perspective and more information on the whole thing. It's probably going to take me at least a good 15 to get through this. So 990, sir, I would like to thank you for personally in front of the chat for unbaning me. We were, we were just getting out of COVID and tempers were hot. Please accept my apology for getting a little too worked up. I meant no disrespect, only that of transparency, a blatant mainstream and social media blitzkrieg attack. Roger that 990. Um, there's only one rule in my chat. You can say whatever you want to say, but you cannot be disrespectful to other chatters or to the presenters or the guests. That's it. You can say, you can literally question every word I say. You control the hell out of me. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I, I, that is the rules of my chat. You cannot get aggressive with threats or anything like that in chat, but thanks for being back. I appreciate you. And, um, you're on a tight leash just so you know, <laughs> Here are the senior Biden officials entangled in Durham's criminal Russiagate probe. Oh, much love, Miss Warren. One A Praetorian. I probably misspelled Praetorian. <laughs> First a member Praetorian, indeed. I miss my brothers. Much love. All right, so we're gonna get through this. This is gonna be the dude of bots. <laughs> All right, let's get through this because the the least talked about part of the Durham probe is the Biden officials that are involved in it, especially the closest advisors to the resident in chief. Paul Sperry in an article uh, today in Real Clear Investigations. Let's check it out. Several individuals connected to a 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign plot to cast Donald Trump as a covert Kremlin collaborator are working in high-level jobs within the Biden administration, including the, at least two senior Biden appointees cited by Special Counsel John Durham in his active and ongoing criminal investigation of the scheme, according to recently filed court documents. Jake Sullivan, who who now serves as Biden's national security advisor, and Carolyn Crass, a top lawyer in the Pentagon, were involved in the efforts in 2016 and 2017 to advance the Clinton campaign's false claims about Trump through the media and the federal government, documents show. Other evidence shows that two other Biden officials, senior State Department official Daphna Rand and Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Gary Gens. Gensler, 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 also are entangled in the so-called Russia Gate scandal. It's not known whether these these Biden appointees have been interviewed by Durham investigators, but as the probe widens, 
Some government ethics watchdogs anticipate that Biden's presidency could be pulled into the scandal, which saw the FBI abuse abuse its surveillance powers to spy on a Trump campaign advisor based on Clinton opposition research. Just as the Democrats have used their control of Congress to cast President Trump and the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol as threats to American democracy... Uh, Republicans are vowing if they regain power after November's congressional elections to investigate the years-long effort to question Trump's 2016 victory and undermine his presidency. Top Republican on the House Intelligence Committee, Mike Turner, recently pledged to hold hearings and issue subpoenas to get to the bottom of Russiagate so this never happens again. (sighs) Yes, that's what we need. We need Congress to do more talking. Let's hold more hearings. So we never have Americans having to distrust their own government because of the politicization of the FBI and our intelligence community. Uh-huh. I'll wait. Real Clear Investigations has learned that Congress has referred to the special counsel's office at least a dozen cases of potential perjury involving, involving former Clinton campaign officials and Obama administration officials who have testified behind closed doors about their involvement in Russiagate. Hill lawyers and investigators have met with Durham staff about the criminal referrals stemming from the sworn deposition. Republicans say source, uh, sources say that the roles played in Russiagate by Crass, Sullivan, Rand, and Gensler may be among the first to draw attention in hearings. Although the full range of their efforts have not been made public, here's what we know so far. That Tom Brennan, John Brennan's top lawyer, welcomed a dubious tip <laughs> from Clinton lawyer Sussman. Look at this whack job. Caroline Crass, Clinton donor and top CIA lawyer. Crass is 54, whom Biden appointed as general counsel of the Defense Department early last year, is the former top CIA lawyer cited by Durham as the general counsel of Agency 2 in his indictment of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman. Durham alleged Sussman first tried to plant and fabric- a fabricated report with the FBI's general counsel about a cyber link between Trump and Russia-based Alpha Bank in order to set in motion an investigation of Trump before the 2016 election. Then, after the election, Sussman filed a similar report with Crass's legal shop uh, at the CIA, the prosecutor said, hmm, interesting. I'm glad Paul Sperry wrote this because this is the least talked about angle with regards to this. So I'm going to spend as much time on this as possible. Although a Washington, D.C. jury in May acquitted Sussman of lying about who was paying him to approach the FBI, the trial revealed that FBI field agents specializing in cybercrimes debunked his report within days of receiving it and even suspected that some of the evidence was cooked up. Quote, we think it's a setup, one agent warned in an internal FBI email. FBI brass working under then-director James Comey, however, prolonged the investigation for several months. Nevertheless, after Trump won the election, Sussman brought the same Trump Alpha Bank ruse to Crass, a Clinton donor and Obama appointee, then working under CIA Director John Brennan. Durham has found evidence that Crass welcomed the tip. Quote, we're interested... He said Crest told him in their December 2016 phone call, quote, we're doing this review and I'll speak 
to someone here and someone will get back to you to arrange a meeting, unquote. Crass allegedly told Sussman that she would consider the information for inclusion in the intelligence review of the alleged Russian interference in the election that Obama had ordered at the time. A declassified version of the review, known as the Intelligence Community Assessment, was released to the public in the next month and accused Russian President Vladimir Putin of meddling in the election to try to help Trump win. A classified version, including a annex with several unfounded and since debunked allegations against Trump developed by the Clinton campaign as part of the so-called Steele dossier. It's not known if the two-page annex, which claims the allegations were consistent with the judgments in this assessment, included the Alpha Bank canard since several sections remained blacked out when it was made public in 2020. You guys know how intelligence community assessments go. I don't have to expand on that. The ICA became a foundational document for subsequent Trump-Russia probes and has been used by Democrats and the media to, to suggest the 2016 election was stolen from Clinton. Quote, the greatest concern with the role of Crass is her interest in Sussman's tip, despite the lack of foundational support for it, said George, George Washington University professor Jonathan Turley. As with the FBI, the Clinton campaign lawyer, the Clinton campaign found eager Obama officials officials to move on any such allegation against Trump. On February 9th, 2017, Sussman uh, secured a sit-down meeting at the CIA headquarters with a representative from the Office of General Counsel, according to the documents reviewed by RCI, where he turned over more dubious material allegedly linking Trump to Russia. The CIA lawyer he met with worked under Crass, who did not leave the agency until several months later, despite the change in administrations. The attorney identified at trial only as Steve M. said he would pass the tips on to the CIA technical experts, as well as the FBI liaison officer, but they too dismissed the data as self-generated, meaning they appeared to be designed to arrive at a predetermined conclusion of a nefarious cyberlink. Complete data sets were withheld from the CIA. See how they uh, do their cover-ups? Ah, we didn't know. We, we, there's no way we could have known. They they presented this information to us, and anybody, anybody with a, in their right mind would have followed through with it. Apparently, the CIA did not even ask for the source of Sussman's walk-in tip, including where he got the data files he gave the agency. The FBI exhibited a similar lack of curiosity when Sussman reported a false Alpha Bank connection. However, like FBI Brass Crass and her boss at the time, CIA Chief Brennan, were aware of Clinton campaign efforts to betray Trump as a Kremlin agent, and it was no secret that Sussman's Perkins Coy law firm represented her campaign. Quote, as Brennan's top lawyer, she would know everything about that, said Cash Patel, the former House Intelligence Committee investigator, um, who interviewed Sussman in a closed-door deposition in 2017, was the first to discover the Alpha Bank smear operation he ran at the FBI and CIA on behalf of the Clinton campaign operatives. Evidence shows that Crass had other reasons to be skeptical of Sussman's claims. As legal advisor to Brennan, she was involved in the referral her boss made to the FBI in 2016 to open a counter-espionage case to find out how Russian intelligence intercepted information about Hillary Clinton's plan to tie up Trump in in the Kremlin scandal. The Intercept revealed the Russians were on, uh, on 
to a plot by Clinton and her then foreign policy advisor, Jake Sullivan, to stir up a scandal on Trump about Russia during the Democratic convention in late 2016. Brennan appears to have been less concerned about the Clinton campaign's disinformation campaign than the fact Moscow knew about it. This is this so alarmed Brennan that he briefed Obama about it, according to a summary of his handwritten notes declassified in 2020. The referral, known as a counterintelligence operational lead, a CIOL, was sent to Comey, who in turn forwarded to the to the then counterintelligence official Peter Strzok to investigate. Strzok, who was fired by the FBI after his anti-Trump views became public, opened an investigation not of the Clinton, but of the Trump campaign. Crass's chief of staff at the time, Brian Greer, confirmed that the purpose of the CIOL was not to investigate the Clinton campaign's dirty tricks, but to run a counter spying probe to see if the Russians had penetrated the Clinton camp. And the concern, he said, was that Clinton may have been spied on by a hostile intelligence service. (laughs) They're not they're obviously not taking the angle that Clinton was cooperating with. FSB and Putin, right? That's not, nobody has that, that thought that Clinton and, and Putin were, were working together, but I, and I see why. Okay. I I understand why, but I'm just saying the fact that he, that, that, that Putin knew so much about this, um, should be a red flag to me. Anyways, seemingly reflecting the attitude of his former boss at the spy agency, Greer opened, opined that there's nothing illegal about what Clinton did to Trump, even if it's unsavory, he shrugged. That's just dirty politics. Uh huh. Federal campaign records revealed that Crash donated at least $3,575 to Hillary Clinton's 2016 and 2008 campaigns for president. Before Obama appointed her to the CIA in 2014, she served as his special counsel for national security affairs in the White House. Brennan's handwritten notes were turned up by Durham and uh, opened a new track in his investigation, which early on had appeared to clear the CIA of wrongdoing. But now Durham is actively investigating this CIA front, according to one of his pretrial files. His grand jury has interviewed at least eight current and former CIA employees, and he is seeking out other agency employees who may have attended the meeting with Sussman. Quote, the government has been undertaking additional steps to determine if additional personnel were in fact present at this February 9th meeting with CIA employees, Durham noted. Quote, in in addition to the special counsel's office, maintains an active, ongoing criminal investigation of these and other matters that is not limited to the offense charged in the Sussman indictment. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, there's more to this than meets the eye. It could not be determined... It could not be determined if Crass is among former CIA employees interviewed by Durham's team. Durham's office remains tight-lipped, and neither the CIA nor Pentagon responded to requests for comments. Attempts to reach Crass were unsuccessful. During his 2017 House Intelligence Committee review interview, Sussman and his lawyer promised to provide the committee copies of all documents he gave to the CIA, but Patel said they failed to turn them over. The former staff counsel said and com- is confident Durham has obtained them, however. Interesting. Meanwhile, Judicial Watch, they have it all. Meanwhile, Judicial Watch is suing the CIA for all its records of contacts with Sussman under the Freedom of Information Act. The Washington-based watchdog group recently filed uh, the lawsuit after the CIA failed last year to reply to a request for records, including notes related to the agency's phone conversations and meetings with the Clinton campaign attorney. 
The CIA is in cover-up mode about its communications with the Clinton lawyer uh, implicated in the shady spy operation against President Trump. Just watched uh, President Tom Finton said, what is the CIA hiding about its role in this plot against Trump? Well, we know they're hiding plenty. Fitton maintains that what happened at the CIA could be an even bigger scandal than what happened at the FBI. As one of the intelligence community's top attorneys, Crass also interviewed in Obama's sudden decision after Trump won was Crass was also was in, involved as one of, let me just start over. As one of the intelligence community's top lawyers, Kras was involved in Obama's sudden decision after Trump won to make it easier for the CIA and FBI to root through raw personal communications intercepted globally by the National Security Agency, according to sources familiar with the high-level legal consultations regarding the revision to spying rules at the time. Remember that just before uh, Obama left office. The departing president's executive order relaxing rules for mining the NSA's highly classified databases went into effect less than three weeks before Trump took office. At the time, the White House rushed to preserve all intelligence related to Trump and Russia and disseminate it across U.S. agencies. The order known as 12333 allowed the FBI for the first time to sift through large trolls of incidental communications, including phone calls and emails involving U.S. citizens without NSA filtering or even wiretap warrants. In effect, agents could put advisors and appointees of Trump, along with their family members and friends, under warrantless surveillance. The easing of long-standing restrictions on intelligence sharing set off a massive phishing expedition. The FBI didn't have much time to exploit the raw intercepts before Trump put his own people in place, so in a last-minute scramble, it asked both the CIA and NSA to search their holdings and collect as much information as possible on Russian oligarchs and other figures for any links to Trump and his advisors, namely General Flynn, Paul Manafort, and Carter Page. The information was hastily processed and compiled into analytical reports and shared with other agencies as well as Congress, putting Trump and his presidency under suspicion before he even took office. Some of the material he also was leaked to the New York Times, CNN, and Washington Post and other major media outlets, even though it was largely unsubstantiated. In short, the new rules that Crass, along with other intelligence agency lawyers, helped draft, making it easier to share raw streams of communications, also made it easier to frame Trump as a Russian stooge, stooge before Obama left office. Obama knew damn well what he was doing. Although Brennan's appointment ended the day Trump was inaugurated, Crass stayed behind in her CIA job through the end of April 2017 when she finally resigned. She left behind a team of around 150 attorneys in her legal shop at Langley. They all remained in their positions in spite of the change of administrations. Crass is not the only Russiagate official who who's, uh, has resurfaced in the Biden administration. Flashback, Jake Sullivan talking about the Alpha Bank story. Let's, let's give it a re-listen, shall we? Last week, CNN reported that the FBI is still, still investigating what, what's being described as this odd link between a computer server, computer servers at a Russian bank called Alpha Bank, uh, and a server over uh, that, that dealt with Trump, the Trump Organization, although that server was outside uh, Trump Tower, wasn't a Trump Tower. The FBI has refused all comment. The Trump Organization and the Alpha Bank, they've denied uh, any contact. The allegation originally, as you well remember, came up during the presidential campaign in an article in Slate magazine. It was widely dismissed at the time. At the time when you were working for the Clinton campaign, you issued a statement calling it a secret hotline between Trump and Russia. 
and asking that it be investigated. How surprised were you to hear uh, last week that this investigation is still ongoing? I wasn't surprised because what we learned during the campaign was that very serious computer science experts, people who work closely uh, with the United States government, had uncovered this secret hotline between uh, the Alpha Bank, the, the Russian bank, and the Trump organization. Now, of course, we didn't know for sure if in fact that were the case, but we knew that it should be investigated. And we knew that given how serious these computer scientists were, they weren't just making up crackpot theories. Uh -huh. So it wasn't surprising to learn that even as of last week, the FBI is still looking into this. And do you have any idea what they're, what they're looking for? I don't. Uh, of course, I don't have a line into the FBI on this, yeah, right. but what I know based on public reporting is that there is very unusual server activity between this Russian bank and the Trump organization, which suggests contact that took place over the course of the campaign. Getting answers to what the nature of that contact was and why they were going to lengths to hide it, to encrypt it, is really important, and the American people deserve answers. There you go. Jake, little Jake Sullivan in his own words, potentially false testimony. Sullivan is 45, played a pivotal role in the baseless Alpha Bank story as Clinton campaign's foreign policy advisor. He is the foreign policy advisor referenced in the Sussman indictment as one of the campaign officials who was briefed on the scheme to cook up the debunked rumor that Trump and Russia's President Vladimir Putin were secretly communicating through Alpha Bank's servers. Sullivan promoted the secret hotline hoax in a campaign statement via Twitter just days before the November 2016 election, claiming, quote, this could be the most direct link yet between Trump and Moscow. He even called on federal authorities to investigate. Former Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook testified at Sussman's trial that he discussed the Alpha Bank project with Sullivan before going to Clinton herself for approval to publicize it. Uh-huh. There's no conspiracy here. Like, what are you? Why are you such a whack job? <laughs> Sullivan is the foreign policy advisor cited in the uh, United States and Russian intelligence as a mastermind between the Clinton campaign plot to stir up a Trump Russia scandal ahead of the 2016 Democrat National Convention. During the party's gathering in Philadelphia, Sullivan drove a golf cart from one TV network to, to news tent to the parking lot to another pitching producers and anchors the fable that Trump was conspiring with Putin to steal the election. Now, operating out of the West Wing as Biden's national security advisor, Sullivan is under scrutiny for potentially false testimony he gave to Congress regarding his knowledge of and role in the campaign's opposition research against Trump. Lying to Congress is a felony, although it's rarely prosecuted. Yeah, no shit. Wouldn't it be nice to see some teeth coming out of Congress instead of just talk? Do they have any actual power? Quote, he has the gall to come into Congress. I took so many of those depositions and say he had no idea how the Clinton-funded Steele dossier was created or who's the $10 million that Jake Sullivan and the DNC were paying was being utilized by to collect fraudulent information on Trump and his advisors, said Patel. Said Patel. Um... So I think Durham's on his case, says Patel Patriot. An attorney for Sullivan did not respond to questions while a spokesperson for the National Security Council declined to comment. Prosecutors say the Clinton campaign operated a tar Trump, operated to tar Trump continued even after the election with Sullivan again taking a prominent role. 
In February of 2017, Sullivan met with another central figure in the plot to plant the Trump Alpha Bank smear with investigators, Daniel Jones, a former FBI analyst and Democratic staffer on the Hill whose goal was to reignite the investigation and put Trump's fledgling presidency under a cloud of suspicion. On February 10th, 2017, one day after Sussman met with a member of Crass's staff at the CIA, Sullivan secretly huddled with Jones and his partners at Fusion GPS, an opposition research firm that worked for Clinton campaign, to hatch the post-election plan to resurrect rumors that Trump was a tool of the Kremlin. As RCI first reported in the meeting, which lasted about an hour and took place in the Washington office building, also included former Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta. The group discussed money raising uh, to finance a multi-million dollar opposition research project headed by Jones to target the new president. They ended up raising several million dollars for the effort, organized, organized under the nonprofit called the, the Democracy Integrity Project. In effect, Jones's operation will replace the Clinton campaign's operation, continuing, to eff- continuing the effort to undermine Trump. It's not known whether Sussman would ha- also attended the February 10th meeting, but... He had paid a visit to the CIA headquarters the same week uh, to peddle news disinformation about the supposed secret server. At the time, the FBI closed its Alpha Bank probe, finding nothing sinister. Quote, the FBI's investigation revealed that the email server at issue was not owned or operated by the Trump organization, but rather had been administered by a mass marketing email company that sent advertisements for Trump hotels and hundreds of other clients. Durham wrote in his indictment. Nonetheless, Jones and Sullivan kept promoting the canard as, as true. Jones reached out to old bureau colleagues and passed on to pass on supposedly false leads, and the FBI looked into the new leads, while Sullivan went on to the national media to give the impression that there was still something to be something to the rumors. In March of 2017, interview with CNN anchor Wolf Blitzer, for example, Sullivan discussed the story leaked to CNN by unnaming sources, unnamed sources, that the FBI was continuing to investigate the rumors, as we just heard. How surprised are you to hear that last week the investigation is still ongoing, says Blitzer? <laughs> Sullivan insisted that the computer scientists weren't just making up crackpot theories. In fact, Durham is actively investigating their leader, For potential fraud and conspiracy, computer contractor Rodney Joffe, who was offered up in the top post in a future Clinton administration, according to recent court filings, Joffe, who recently was terminated for cause as a longtime FBI informant, has invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination and refused to cooperate with grand jury subpoenas. His lawyer did not respond to phone calls and email messages. Daphne Rand is another one in the Biden administration. Is this, uh, you guys still good with this? I want to keep going if you guys are good, because there's. It, it's important to remember that these individuals are probably some of the subpoenas that have gone out recently. Daphne Rand, the anti-Trump outfit called TDIP, a longtime Clinton aide currently serving as Biden administration as the director of foreign, off, foreign office, Rand also played a key role in spreading the Alpha Bank hoax. In early 2017, Jones recruited Rand, a former Senate Intelligence Committee colleague, to sit on the Board of Democracy Integrity Project to help dig up new dirt on Trump, according to incorporation papers, while continuing to push the, the debunked. Trump Alpha Bank allegations. In October of 2018, TDIP blasted out an email to top Washington journalists with the subject line TDIP News Brief, which attempted to keep the Alpha Bank hoax alive. The three page bulletin, a copy of which was obtained by RCI, rehashed the al- alleged connections between a computer server associated with Trump and servers associated with Trump's or with uh, Russia's Alpha Bank. Mm hmm. 
It's speculated Democrats would subpoena information from the server in question if they regained control of Congress in the midterm elections following the following next month. Uh-huh. Rand's resume on LinkedIn amidst her role at TDIP, pr- pronounced TDIP, thank you, which is revealed only in the nonprofit's IRS tax filings. A Democrat Party donor, Rand, previously worked as the top uh, aide to Clinton in the State Department. Before that, she served in the White House as a national security advisor to Barack Obama. Responding to grand jury subpoenas, her old colleague Jones reportedly has cooperated with the Durham investigation. Rand did not return requests for comments. Gary Gensler uh, at the SEC is still after Trump. Biden nominated the longtime Clinton operative to head the Securities and Exchange Commission in February of 2021, and Gensler was confirmed by the Senate and then sworn in as the chairman of the Wall Street Regulatory Agency two months later. Notably, the SEC press release announcing his appointment and detailing his personal biography admitted his prior role as chief financial officer for Hillary Clinton's 2016 election team, where he managed the campaign budget, including expenditures that weren't properly reported. In March of this year, the FEC fined both the Clinton campaign and the Democrat National Committee for violating campaign finance laws by falsely claiming that more than a million dollars used for the Steele dossier and other opposition research against candidate Trump was for legal advice and services. Uh huh. Durham has sought these and other financial records. Um, as part of his investigation and has interviewed several former Clinton campaign officials, including Muck, who handled uh, opposition research, spending, and other budget matters and consulted with Gensler's office during the campaign. Patel said investigators would be wise to continue following the money trail. He maintained that he and other lawyers on the House Intelligence Committee found that the Clinton campaign failed to report the proper purpose of millions of dollars in additional funding. Quote, they need to keep digging because there's at least $10 million and maybe $20 million more that went directly to into opposition research, Patel said, adding that the Clinton campaign effort to frame Trump as a Russian agent was massive. Last year, Gensler named Melissa Hodgman as associate director of enforcement. She happened to be married to disgraced former FBI official Peter Strzok, who was also implicated in Durham's probe. Strzok led the investigation of Trump and his campaign, codenamed Crossfire Hurricane, before he was fired in 2018 over anti-Trump text he exchanged with his mistress, former FBI lawyer Lisa Page, The Lovers. Good question, Dr. J. Blazer. Uh, an advisor to the head of the SEC's enforcement division, Hodgman, Hodgman currently is helping oversee an investigation into Trump's social media startup, True Social. According to regulatory filings, the SEC last month served Trump Media and Technology Group with a federal subpoena for records. The company owns True Social, Trump's answer to the left-leaning Twitter, which kicked him off the platform for remarks about the January 6th riot. The SEC reportedly wants to know more about the merger talks between Trump's parent company and DWAC, a publicly traded company regulated by the SEC, RCA, I contacted the SEC about the investigation and Gendler's previous work for the Clinton campaign, but did not hear back. Patel warned that too many of the people who abused their power in Russiagate conspiracy to frame Trump have returned to power. A lot of these Russiagate conspirators are back recycled in the Obama administration, in the Biden administration, said Patel, who recently published a book uh, related to the Russiagate scandal called The Plot Against the King. They must be held accountable or they'll lose or they'll abuse their power again. Indeed, Paul Sperry with a pretty good article and a summary of the of where we're at with Durham, um, the I, you know as you guys know the the our our media or, or the real media often seeds articles 
um, you know, and gets the good the discussion moving. So that's why I spend time on those. Um, because usually when you start seeing the, the, um, you know, the real media start to see the articles like these, that means that there's more coming with regards to Durham in the near future. So, um, we're going to keep, we're going to keep talking about Durham here for the second half. I got another, I got a 10 minute article from Margo that I'm definitely reading today. Um, and then, and then a lot, one more uh, article as well, because I think it's, you know, of all the stuff that's out there to talk about today, this stuff's in my opinion, worth our time. So let me check in with you guys and see if you guys are all hanging in there. Okay. Out there. Mistborn again, and Navy vet Glenn Patriot game. Many others. Thank you guys very much for the support over there on the Foxhole.app. 15,145 gold pills today. You guys are freaking insane, and I love you guys. Mag Suno, busy day at work. Good to see you out there. If you missed the links posted by chat, and yes, indeed. Thank you. You knocked my socks off. Thumper Rose. Uh, that's why the statute of limitation doesn't matter because they continue doing it the entire Trump administration. Thumper Rose, great point. Thank you for adding to the discussion. I appreciate that. Sullivan is a Rhodes Scholar, of course, says Duppy. There you go. That's, that shouldn't surprise any of us who have done the Rhodes Scholar uh, dig. <laughs> Just look up the list of Rhodes Scholars and you'll find some very interesting names, no doubt about it. Hello, Rumble. How are you guys doing out over there today? Thanks for ho hopping in over there today. Denise Trump declassified all of it. DOJ and FBI refused to release them after being told twice cash is on it now. Um, you know, part of that uh, discussion makes me wonder if it's if they can't release some stuff because it's under investigation, you know, discovery style stuff. And then the other part of it is is how it's having to be declassified in order to wake the public up. So I think there's more to that story than meets the eye as well. Um, but I, I, I see your point for sure. Hank, 164, 1964, always hit the plus button, please. Thank you very much, Hank. Much love. Whole ball is well over on your end over there. Dixie Bell. <laughs> I love Ava and Joe. Thanks for being out there today. Much love. I uh, appreciate you. Many others. Just Mojo out there lurking and others out there lurking over there on Rumble today. Thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, what's good over there on, on the Twitch crowd? D-Row, thank you for the new follow. And Harley26, thanks for the new follow over there on uh, Twitch. Lots of lots of lurkers over there on Twitch. I appreciate you guys all out there. Nonetheless, thanks for being here today. Studies how this egg cracks to the full next band will push uh, off tomorrow for a book deal. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else is going. Dr. J Blazer, Jane Z's in the house. Uh, you guys just kind of lurking and listening and having a good discussion out there. Jane, much love and toy squirrel. Hope you guys are having a good day out there today. Um, I realized that, you know, a lot of those articles are kind of long and they, they get monotonous. you know, you guys all know all the, yeah, I understand that. But, uh, the reason why I cover that stuff is because no one else is keeping it in the news. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. There's that. Appreciate you guys. Let me get another sip of coffee, and then uh, we're going to get to Margot's article. Her article says, um, justice won't be served in Spygate without John Durham investigating more confidential human sources um, to, to piggyback off of Paul Sperry's article today. So that's going to be the, the next 10 minutes or so. And then after that, I got just some, uh, some really cool random stuff in general to get to today as well. So thanks for being here today, guys. Bryball was just a just a simple adding to the discussion with chains of batter. That's um, that's very <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, Margot Cleveland today. Justice won't be served <laughs> unless 
Until and unless Rodney Joffe is not the only confidential human source taken that, that deserves a close look. And to date, it appears Stefan Helper and Christopher Steele received, as, as, as most, a glance in their directions by the special counsel's team. That's the headline from Margo today. TAC 264 says items subject to federal grand jury subpoenas are sealed, i.e. declassified materials. Thank you, TAC 264. That's exactly, you know, stuff that's under investigation that is classified is not going to be released to the public until these investigations play themselves out. I agree. All right. Um, hey, Jane. No. <laughs> I'll just have to lighten up. Uh, no worries. No worries. Paul Taylor says, I thought that the January 6th hearing got canceled due to low ratings. <laughs> right? Uh, their their movie is not selling very good. Their fiction piece. <laughs> the Crossfire Hurricane and Robert Mueller special counsel teams undisputedly had a problem with Confidential Human Sources, or CHS. The question remains whether John Durham's team also has a problem with double standards. Yesterday, the federals reported that on Friday, a federal judge concluded documents suggest that Stefan Halper may have made clear misstatements to the FBI and may be responsible for some falsehoods about Michael Flynn and Svetlana Lakova. You think the judge's comments came during proceedings in Lakova's defamation case against Halper with the potential misstatements and falsehoods concerning Halper's interviews with the FBI agents in August of 2016. Step by step, this will lead to the dossier. Papa D, Miss Food, all the players and on. I hope so. I, I really hope so. Thumper Rose. It's just taking forever. You know what I'm saying? According to Electronic Communications documenting the agent's interview with Helper on August 11, 2016, Helper claimed to have witnessed Lakova leave a dinner with General Flynn, after which she surprised everyone and got into Flynn's cab and joined Flynn on the train ride to London. Helper further recalled that Lakova latched on to Flynn when he was at the dinner. The FBI's summary of Halper's comments added that he claimed to be somewhat suspicious of Lakova and that he believes that Lakova's father may be a Russian oligarch living in London. Huh. Halper repeated the story of Lakova joining Flynn in a cab the next day during a second interview, but contrary to Halper's claims, he did not attend the dinner at which Flynn spoke. Lakova did not leave the dinner with Flynn, nor did she did not jump into a cab with him, and nor did she accompany him on a train to London. In addition to Halper's alleged lies to the FBI, Lakova claims he repeated his false allegations about her and General Flynn to various members of the media who, upon information and belief, including, among others, journalists working for the Wall Street Journal, The Guardian, The New York Times, The Washington Post, in turn, according to Lakova's lawsuit, quote, many commentators from the national television host to ordinary citizens on social media credited the false allegations that plaintiff was a Russian spy who had ensnared General Flynn in a sexual or romantic ambrosio <laughs> at the behest of the Kremlin. Further, Lakova's complaint alleged Helper's claims to the FBI were a key reason why the FBI opened a subpart of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation that specifically focused on General Flynn, with the FBI targeting Flynn within days of Helper framing Lakova as a honeypot. 
The Federalist further revealed on Wednesday that the same electronic communications indicate Helper had lied to the FBI about former Trump advisor Carter Page. Specifically, the summary of the FBI's debriefing with Helper documented Helper's telling agents that he met privately with Page around July 18, 2016, and that the purpose of the meeting was to ask the confidential human source if she, he, would want to join the Trump campaign as a foreign policy advisor. In an exclusive interview with the Federalist in 2020, however, Page had not yet seen the electronic communications, unequivocally denied asking Helper to be a foreign policy advisor for the Trump campaign. It is possible Page acknowledged at the time that they explored some ways Helper might get involved indirectly at some point down the road, but it is an extraordinary mischaracterization to say that he asked Helper to be a foreign policy advisor for the Trump campaign. However, Helper was not the only problematic confidential human source involved in the investigation into Donald Trump's supposed collusion with Russia. Christopher Steele, who has served as a CHS since 2013, reached out to his handler, Michael Gaeta, about Steele's supposed, supposed intel on Trump. On July 5th, 2016, Steele met with Gaeta, the latter of whom was stationed in Rome at the time. Ah, yes. The Holy See. Will we get to the Holy See in this? Telling Gaeta about Trump's supposed concerning connections with Russia, Steele would later provide Gaeta with various memos that have since became known as the Steele dossier, with Gaeta in late July sending multiple memos to New York's field office. Mm-hmm. What was Rome's role in setting up President Trump? That would be the question that I would like to see answered. The Christopher Steele problem. What's up, JC Burger? Good to see you, brother. Hope all is well. Special Counsel John Durham's November 2021 indictment of Igor Danchenko on charges that Danchenko lied to the FBI during questioning related to his role in Steele's dossier's primary subsource for the notorious dossier that enabled the Obama administration's surveillance of the Trump campaign reveals one major problem with Steele serving as a confidential human source. Steele's reporting was contrived. Oh, <laughs> small problem. But the inaccuracy of Steele's reporting forms but one problem with this second confidential human source. Steele, in conflict with bureau policies, quote, began meeting with journalists regarding information from his dossier in September of 2016. Fusion GPS, the firm that hired Steele on behalf of the Clinton campaign and DNC, arranged the briefings with reporters from the New York Times, Washington Post, New Yorker, Mother Jones, and Yahoo News. Gated would later testify before Congress that he, te that he confronted Steele about the Mother Jones article and then cut him off as a confidential human source, explaining that by going to the media, I told him that Steele was completely untrustworthy at that point as a source and could not be handled and would not be reliable. Yeah. Yet, after terminating Steele as a confidential human source, the FBI continued to use Steele's intel with the fired CHS instead of providing his reports to his handler, giving updates to the Justice Department lawyer Bruce Orr, who in turn shared Steele's information with the FBI in a series of more than 12 interviews, including ones that the Post dated um, both the election, including ones that Post dated both the election and the appointment of Mueller as special counsel. But it wasn't merely that Steele 
backpedaled the dossier to the media in violation of FBI policy. Quote, one FBI agent told the Justice Department Inspector General that Steele clearly hadn't been truthful with the FBI agents regarding his contacts with journalists. The Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act application submitted to FISA court to obtain uh, an order to surveil Page suggests the same, with the DOJ telling the, the FISA court that Steele, quote, told the FBI that he, she only provided information to the business associate and the FBI. Then, after noting the consistency between Steele uh, dossier and a Yahoo News article from 12, September 23, 2016, the FISA application stated that the FBI assessed that Steele's business associate or law firm that hired the business associate likely uh, provided this information to the press and that the FBI did not believe that Steele directly provided this information to the press. Uh-huh. We didn't know. <laughs> How could we possibly have known? Uh-huh. However, uh, as Jason Beale reported in the in the Federalist, it does it is now public knowledge that Christopher Steele was a well placed Western intelligence source of Michael Isakoff's September 2016 Yahoo News article. He admitted as much in a deposition to a United Kingdom court in May of 2017. This apparent contradiction between what the FISA applications represented and what Steele testified to his uh, deposition led Sands. Chuck Grassley and Lindsey Graham referred to Steele and the FBI and Justice Department in January 2018 for possible criminal investigation into whether he made false statements to the FBI regarding his contact with journalists. Nothing known, however, has come of the request for the DOJ and FBI to launch a criminal investigation into whether Steele lied to agents. Conversely, Durham's prosecutor, Andrew DeFilippis, revealed during the unsuccessful prosecution of former Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman that another confidential human source connected to the Russia collusion hoax, Rodney Joffe, remains the subject of an ongoing investigation. Joffe's name first made headlines in September of 2016 when Durham indicted Sussman with one count of lying to the FBI general counsel, James Baker, when Sussman provide, provided Baker information. Da, 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 da. Specifically, the indictment charged that Sussman lied about the capacity in which he was providing the allegations to the FBI, with Sussman falsely stating that he was not doing his work on the aforementioned allegations for any client. The indictment charged that Sussman shared the Alpha Bank data with Baker. He really, rep he really represented both the Hillary Clinton campaign and Tech Executive One, with such internet sleuth later fingering... Uh, Joffe as the unnamed tech executive and Joffe's attorney then confirming that fact. While a, journey, a, a jury acquitted Sussman, the trial revealed that Joffe, beyond being the peddling of Alpha Bank hosts, had served as a CHS for the FBI. Yet, rather than providing his handler with the supposed Alpha Bank data, Joffe gave it to both Sussman and another FBI agent, Tom Grassow. Grasso. Grasso testified at, the, at, the, at Sussman's trial that while he was not Joffe's handler, he knew Joffe was a confidential human source and had long a long working relationship with Joffe and believed Joffe had provided credible information in the past. Grasso further explained that he passed on Joffe's Alpha Bank tip to the agents working the case in Chicago, but without informing them that Joffe had provided the data. Consequently, Joffe's same Alpha Bank intel ended up coming to the FBI from two apparently different sources. The circular reporting side of this is probably the most important part of it. Fusion GPS also peddled the Alpha Bank hoax formulated by Joffe to the media, with Clinton personally okaying her campaign minions to give the press the fake story about Trump-Russia's secret communication network. Thus, as was the case with Steele, the Alpha Bank allegations spun up from the media to the FBI and around to the media again. The press then interpreted the FBI's investigation as confirming their sources, while the FBI thought or pretended to believe 
that the press is reporting confirmed its sources intel. This circular reporting, also known as a wrap-up smear, even found its way into the Carter, Carter Page FISA application. While the DOJ relying on two media reports falsely represent Page as responsible for supposedly more conciliatory to Russia change in the, in the Republican platform, in fact, so dizzying was the circular reporting related to Steele that the FBI even appeared confused by whether the intel came from the media or from Steele. As recently uh, as recently released notes show, former FBI agent Peter Strzok telling the acting attorney general that, quote, based on Crown reporting, the FBI had looked at the Republican convention and the allegations that the Trump campaign had caused the convention to soften its stance on Crimea and NATO in exchange for Russian energy stocks. However, Steele, whose code name was Crown, had not included these accusations, which were false, in his dossier. So either Strzok lied to the acting attorney general or the FBI agent had wrongly attributed intel to Steele that had come from reporting by the media outlets. More confidential human sources yet and still. Not only did Joffe repl replicate Steele's approach in serving as a confidential human source by providing supposed intel to both the media and the FBI, but Joffe went further by using his well-connected swamp lawyer Sussman to sidestep both his handler and the FBI in order to feed up feed the CIA purportedly damaging information on Trump. <sighs> I'm about done with talking about Joffe, you know what I'm saying? But let me just finish this article. Specifically in February 2017, Sussman used his connections to score a meeting with the CIA on behalf of Joffe. During that sit-down, in addition to giving the CIA, CIA agents uh, updated information pertaining to the Alpha Bank hoax, Sussman, quote, provided the agency thumb drives with separate data files for the Yoda phone by the location of the domain's names or DNS lookups, including one former Trump's Central Park apartment, one for Executive Office of President, one for Spectrum Healthcare, and one for Trump Tower. According to court documents, Sussman told the CIA that the DNS data indicated that Russia made Yodafone had been seen by Sussman's contacts connecting to the Wi-Fi from Trump Tower in New York, as well as the location in Michigan, so forth and so on. A, a later investigation by Durham's office revealed that Joffe and his crew had obtained more complete data about the Yodafones, and the data showed the DNS lookups involving EOP began at least as early as 2014, meaning the Trump came, meaning before Trump came on the scene. Yet, the data provided to the CIA, however, admitted these DNS lookups from the material given to the CIA, misleading the agency. Joffe sidestepped his handler in the FBI again in March of 2017, when he used Sussman to provide the Department of Justice Inspector General's information that, quote, a specific OIG employee's computer was seen publicly on in internet traffic and was connecting to a virtual private network in a foreign country. Nothing else is known about this tip from Joffe other than the fact that the office of inspector general remained mum about it until Sussman's legal team alerted the special counsel's office of the meeting revealing the DOJ's OIG is not a team player. As of three months ago, special counsel prosecutor Andrew DeFilippis maintained that Durham's team is still Looking closely at Joffe, insisting there continue to be ongoing investigative matters, but Joffe is not the only confidential human source deserving a look, and to date, it appears that Helper and Steele received as most at uh, a glance in their direction by the special counsel's team. If that proves to be the extent of Durham's scrutiny of these other confidential human sources, the problem Americans will see will extend beyond the government's use of CHS to target Trump, the public will see a double standard of justice.
Margo with a, a, a long, detailed article uh, today with regards to helper and other confidential human sources. And again, I think it's important just to allow these, these, these journalists who have been reporting this from the very beginning to tie the, the, the pieces of, of the puzzle together for us. Um, and the fact that these articles are coming out, you know, now tells me that uh, we're moving into the hot summer and there's probably a lot more with regards to Durham coming uh, to the public here in the near future. So that's why I spend the time on it. And it's man, it can get uh, monotonous though. There's another really good article in the WND today um, that uh, highlights helper and it talks about Lakova and the rest. Um, but that's about as much as I can talk about for today So on that, on that front. So, All right, well, muted. I muted myself. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm also wondering if, you know, like we talked about with Zach earlier today, if we're really going to learn the whole truths about all of this, um, what is, how far are they really going to take it? Are they going to actually tell us the truth that the Holy See, Mossad, other intelligence agencies around the world helped facilitate trying to remove Trump from office. Um, and I, I wonder, I just wonder out loud if, if Durham's team is really facilitating the cover up of the truth of what really happened to president Trump, instead of really trying to get to the bottom of it. And then also, um, bring justice to these people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, I do wonder, I do honestly wonder, I don't know how you couldn't at this point, I mean, you're going for a lying charge with Sussman. You can't get that to stick. Now you're going with lying charges against Danchenko, which Danchenko's role in this is much more than just lying to the FBI. I mean, I, I guess we have to wait for Durham to prove the conspiracy before we can really get to the bigger picture of this stuff. But I, I seriously do wonder, man. I do wonder. Um, and, you know, Congress talking about holding hearings now and Cash and, and, um, and Devin – um, saying a lot of stuff that you would think would be kind of uh, held in, into privilege, right? Would be as part of the investigations, you couldn't really talk about some of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the fact that they are able to talk about this stuff, right? And the fact that they are, um, you know, just makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if the, if, if, if we have to wait till Congress comes back, you know, Um We'll see. <laughs> you know that I know that you know. 
I'm, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering if we will actually return to real rule of law and justice in this country again. I really do wonder that. And I think a lot of you are there with me on that front. But so we'll just follow it. We'll let it play itself out and we'll see what happens. All right. A lot of time spent on that today, but that's okay. It's already at the bottom of the hour, and I still have about 15 articles up, and I still want to go through and see if there's anything new out there that's breaking today. Uh, let's see. Not really is with, with regards to Bannon. I think we got all of that covered in the first half, so there's nothing really new there. Uh, let's see. Let's go back down uh, if there's anything new out there. Liz and the posted a photo of from the funeral um, of the whole family. Uh, that's a pretty uh, sobering picture. And you can see that they are, they are really taken back by, um, by their loss of, um, of Ivana. And I'm, I'm wondering if there's maybe something more to that. I hope not, but um, I hope not, but prayers out to the Trump family for their loss. God bless them. President Trump, at uh, about uh, 4.30 my time, the Democrats, rhinos, and almost all others are saying that Mike Pence, okay, so we read that earlier today. Um, Wisconsin Election Commission is openly directing county clerks to break the law regarding to the absentee ballot certification. Nice. That's great. Uh, let's see. President, or excuse me, uh, General Flynn um, with an article out there with regards to America's future, media deception, downright lies in America's future. Uh, a new article that I think I have in the stack today. We'll, we'll take a look at that real quick. MTG out there hanging out. Brian Case out there lurking and, and hanging out. Uh, not too much. He's, he's kind of quiet today. Plato's Cave having compassion, so those don't. Just Human had, had a great uh, stream last night. It was fun hanging out with him last night. Uh, I was just kind of lurking out there. Greenwich housing market is returning to earth. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, sinking uh, estimates are music to the ears of S&P bulls. Wall Street is slashing the 2023 profit estimates. Ford laying off thousands of workers to appease the Democrat agenda. AOC claims Republicans are making up conspiracy theories about her arrest. <laughs> She's such a fucking moron, dude. Again, never underestimate the stupidity of a dumb fuck leftist. Mark my words on that. Hunter Biden involved in a Russian deal to sell oil gas to China. Uh, that has been going out there. We talked about that uh, earlier last week. Uh, still keeping that story in the fold, I see. What else do we have here? <sighs> Pictures of Hillary. <laughs> Just completely just destroying any kind of credibility Q posts have with garbage crap like change of batter, man. Just completely destroying their own credibility, the credibility of any Q posts, the the and just anything. But people puppet it amazingly. I, I don't know why, but here we are. Uh, worth revisiting the timeline on request for National Guard use of traffic and crowd control conversations between senior leadership before Thursday's hearings. Um, Catherine Herridge, as Just Human, is highlighting this. We, we talked about the timeline yesterday, and I put that out there. So if you guys have seen that, uh, the January 4th, January 2nd timeline showing exactly what, uh, what Catherine is talking about today. Um, talking about the request for National Guard going out, the crowd control, and the rest. Uh, pretty important part of that discussion as well. Um, 
Good stuff by Justin. Been doing a lot of great work out there for sure, bringing different perspectives as well. Supreme Court refuses to, for now, to restore Biden plan on immigration enforcement. The Supreme Court on Thursday refused for now to restore immigration enforcement guidelines issued by Biden administration that have been blocked by a federal judge in Texas who say they allowed the release of undocumented immigrants with criminal records, but said it would take up an appeal of the case uh, later this year. Uh, So there's that, and that's about all from there. Let's see what else is going on out here. (laughs) Science works in mysterious ways as... um, I guess Biden test, tested positive for COVID or some shit. Everybody understands that testing positive for COVID does not mean that you have COVID, right? We we all are based enough to understand that testing positive means jack shit. But let's all run with it. <laughs> you you get the jab and you and you, then you test positive for COVID. That's how this shit works. I mean, it's just. He must be asymptomatic too, as well. What did he have? The sniffles? You know, is that is that where we're gonna go with this now? Yeah, whatever. Um, what else? That's it. Nothing else breaking. So let's get back to what I had planned then today. <laughs> they should definitely um, intubate President Biden. That's that's the best, the smartest thing that we should do is definitely put him on a on a ventilator and uh, give him remdesivir. I, I completely agree with you, Catgirl, that that is what we should be doing. And, and Kamala as well as as uh, everybody other uh, that, that test positive. Definitely. <laughs> uh, these people are evil. No doubt about it. All right. Hot damn. Mark Zuckerberg news. What do we got here? What is this threat? I found a couple of these from your feed today, cat girl. I can't remember which ones. This posted Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg set to be deposed in federal court in Northern California for the first time regarding their Cambridge Analytica cover up. This on top of 13 years of discovery that their messages and files were recently kickstarted. That's interesting. This is from Jason Kent. I think you found this one, didn't you, cat girl? With the assistance of the Discovery Mediators, the parties have agreed that plaintiffs may may depose Mark Zuckerberg for six hours, Sheryl Sandberg for five hours, and Javier Olivian for three hours. Plaintiffs also intend to move to depose certain key witnesses, Rob Sherman, Allison Hendricks, Eddie O'Neill, M.A. Archibong, and Constantinos Pemelopidididaz, that guy. The discovery and depositions finally started moving in early 2022 when the court strongly urged plaintiffs to file for sanctions against Google, uh, Gibson Dunn's lead partner, and required Facebook to include a final decision maker at all sessions. Shit got real at that point. In fact, the court even said that the plaintiffs needed to depose a witness an additional time due to Facebook's shenanigans, <laughs> then he would uh, have looked favorably upon the request. Just recently, Facebook agreed to additional hours due to more discovery issues. This has to worry leadership, <laughs> you think? Facebook's contention that it says yes to everything plaintiffs ask for is false. <laughs> And regarding the long-resisted discovery of the ADI, which is a massive audit of Facebook's apps, 
to see other data could be leaking and abused, which Zuckerberg promised Congress and the public under oath in 2018. Apparently, there are more files. Plaintiffs now understand that Facebook will be making an additional production of more than 1,280 documents previously withheld as privileged. Facebook's assertion that it properly complied with each of the ADI orders, orders is false. Facebook's lawyers have meticulously tried to keep two firms' involvement in the audit redacted. FTI Consulting and Straws Friedberg. Um, but it sounds like one is turning over 100,000 more documents. My bet is Straws, but we'll see. So there's that. If you want to dig, dig deeper, here's the link to the thread documenting the sanctions request, discovery issues, and links prior to uh, prior threads in this case. Reminder, in D.C. Superior Court, a new judge was assigned earlier this year, which pretty much killed discovery. So there's that. There's also a link to the related uh, very active shareholder suit in Delaware, which involves allegations of insider trading, breach of loyalty, breach of fiduciary duties, when Facebook overpaid $5 billion to settle with the FTC. It is very relevant. I agree. It's worth also reminding everyone that with Sheryl Sandberg, who recently departed the company, you have a chief operating officer who played point on all related matters in this case and successfully removed the topic the only time she testified to Congress. So, yeah. <laughs> Since the threat above is rightly attracting attention and it has been sort of absurd how little presses have been digging into the DND, their Darylind. Delaware, D.C., and Northern California cases from cover-up. Here is a free link to the case management update at top. Good stuff. This is a great thread. Here's the summary of the case. This is pretty long and intensive. On that last note, the complexity of the case and the reframing of it by Facebook has has a sneak oval snake oil and overblown despite the five billion dollar settlement and refusal to answer key questions has always resulted in it being covered when it really started to matter so nudge nudge first first press report i've seen with regards to that also included in this thread is a relevant um as it's relevant to the depositions and discovery including answers under oath they'll be under all under oath with penalty of perjury so there is that. That is a very good thread, uh, Kako. Nice find. Um, pretty sure that was you that found that. Good stuff. So let me get that out there to you guys so you can grab the links therein as well. Uh, got you, got you. Let me get this over to uh, Pilled as well. What's up, Pilled? You guys hanging out lurking, listening? Pion Picasso, thank you for the cookie. Tech 264, Tennessee, Tim, Mistborn, all you guys out there. Thank you very much for the um, gold pills today. 1,500,845 gold pills today. You guys are insane. I love you guys. Items such as grand jury. Yeah, we got that covered. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure I'm keeping up with you guys there in chat. Government, do you have a boggle? Me, negative. I'm a meat popsicle. <laughs> all right. Um... Got that covered. All right, St. Louis. Coming to us to, from St. Louis. St. Louis jury finds Stefan Cannon guilty in the murder of former St. Louis police captain David Dorn. As you guys remember that, June 2nd, 2020, he was murdered. 
The killers then broke into the store and looted it for dozens of cars, drove on Martin Luther King Drive. David Durham was 77 years old and he was gunned down by looters. He lay outside the store bleeding to his death and was captured on Facebook Live. Yeah. Cannon once received a seven-year sentence but didn't serve a day in prison. On Wednesday, St. Louis jury found Stephen Cannon guilty of first-degree murder uh, charges for killing a former St. Louis police detective, Captain David Dorn. David Dorn's widow skewers Black Lives Matter as trial for his killer begins. Um, David Dorn was the former police officer that uh, during the summer of love, mostly peaceful protests instigated by Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and similar groups was killed in St. Louis while protecting a friend's pawn shop from a rampaging horde of pro-Floyd uh, rioters. During the opening of the trial on Monday, Chief Trial Assistant Marvin Teer told the members of the jury, quote, along with the unrest that came, that civil unrest, came chaos, and St. Louis was touched by it, too. Our streets were ravaged with looters, with chaos, a pain set ablaze. With that legitimate pain came acts, many of which are unconscionable. Prosecutors have said Cannon was one of the several people looting the store that, that night. When Dorn arrived, Cannon went to a nearby corner, allegedly with a gun in, hand, in his hand. Cannon was the only person on the corner when shots were fired and Dorn was hit, prosecutors said. Appearing on Tucker Carlson's program to discuss the issue and in the process breathe new life into the anti-BLM movement, Dorn's widow said, quote, it's the woke community that is funding them. Not only just these corporations, but celebrities and athletes across the country are funding them, just blindly funding this misguided agenda. Continuing, she went on to attack Black Lives Matter by name. She says, Black Lives Matter called for the death of police and nobody's done anything about it. Defund, demean, and kill police officers across the country. And we're the enemy now. And when it's not, we're not. It's There are other factors involved, she says. Police seem to be the easy target and nobody's standing up for their rights and now having to sit through a trial of a man uh, who's accused of killing my husband when the riot was funded and organized by Black Lives Matter and all these woke corporations <laughs> good for her indeed Will um, thank you for getting that out there today in trending politics so that's out there today um, as well new trial on that front as well Keeping it moving today as we're about 15 minutes left from the top of the hour, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Bribes, blackmails, lies, and escorts. <laughs> How does that, does that sound familiar? Must be D.C. Nope, this one's in Australia. That's right. Not just D.C. is full of bribes and blackmails and escorts. A former Sydney counselor says his judgment was corrupted on decisions he made about two developments in Hertzville after he accepted $170,000 in cash from the property developer and believes the developer planned to use video footage of him with an escort to blackmail him. Vince Balladotti, Balad a former Huntsville and Georgia River counselor, Chancellor, geez, told the Independent Commission against corruption on Wednesday that he was motivated by greed when he accepted $170,000 from property developer uh, Philip Uy, who had also paid for his flights, accommodations, and escorts on trips to China. Only later did it dawn on him that he would be expected to make uh, decisions favorable to the developer, he said. Duh. <laughs> All around the world, you guys. All around the world. 
these the, the, there's there's stories like these. So it's like, you know, it it seems like there's less and less that are getting away with it at least. But what a world of <laughs> I almost said dirty pee. Um of dirty vaginas. I, I don't oh. men disgust me, dude. And so do some women, man. It's like can you imagine? Ugh. All right, I'm moving on. I'm not even gonna say it anymore. <laughs> Using executive power, Biden pledges increases in OSHA workplace inspections as part of a climate change compliance system. Sundance, I've been trying to catch up with uh, conservative tree. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I should have kept that one to myself, huh? Joe Biden has pledged to increase his use of executive power in order to deconstruct the United States energy system and recreate a Green New Deal. Today, Biden kicked off the first round of executive orders. Um, So I'm going to keep an eye on this. Um, We talked a little bit about this yesterday, but the Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration has already conducted 564 heat-related inspections, which are focused over uh, over 70 high-risk industries across 43 states. What the hell does that even mean? On days when the heat index is 80 degrees or higher, OSHA inspectors and compliance assistance specialists are engaging in proactive outreach and technical assistance to help stakeholders keep workers safe on their job. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to keep that to myself, Cloud Washer. I should have just kept that one to myself. All right, there's that. Uh, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. California woman 23 is arrested for opposing as a nurse. And sneaking into a hospital to try to steal a newborn from a maternity unit before fleeing. Genesia Moran of Moreno Valley was arrested on Friday after she attempted to steal a baby at a hospital around 10.30 a.m. on Thursday. She fled after being confronted by hospital staff and was arrested at her home on Friday. Miran reportedly posed as a nurse posted as a nurse to get inside the maternity ward before entering the patient's room and attempting to take the baby. Police reportedly found two ultrasounds from other hospitals in her home. She is currently being housed at the Presley Detention Center on a million dollars bail. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? What? Who put her up to this? That's what I want to know. Is there a bigger scheme involved here? OSHA lost my respect when they stood uh, behind enforced masking. Yeah, exactly. Former Trump White House aide who met on the January 6th panel attacks witnesses, lawmakers in a profane sexist rant. (laughs) This is the CNN article about Garrett. (laughs) Uh, I skip over that one. I I don't think I can listen to Jake Tapper for more than 20 seconds anyway. Congratulations. Yeah, fuck that. Moving on. Feds eye criminal charges for Hunter Biden as probe reaches a critical stage. This coming to us today, uh, partly discussion yesterday. But uh, the Department of Justice is weighing possible charges against Hunter Biden after investigations into his business dealings and false statements involving his purchase of a gun have reached a critical juncture, says CNN. So that's out there today. (laughs) 
Sources say the probe has intensified in recent months with discussions among Delaware-based prosecutors, investigators uh, running the probe as officials at the Justice Department headquarters. With no, though no final decision has been made, the possibility of dropping charges on Hunter would put a long-standing guideline to avoid bringing politically sensitive cases uh, close to an election. Yeah. <laughs> They're worried about the politicization of it? Seriously? We'll see. We'll just wait and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday, 11th Circuit in Georgia says Georgia's heartbeat abortion law should be allowed to take effect. <laughs> um, where is my, I have a, did I screenshot that and put it on? I did, didn't I? In, in the case, in the appeals court case for this one, uh, this is, uh, again, in uh, Georgia. <laughs> the judge quotes Dobbs, and I just want to read this to you. I put this on True Social. I could read this over and over again. As the Supreme Court explained in Dobbs, the Constitution makes no reference to abortion and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional prov- prov- provision. As a result, there is no such thing as a constitutional right to abortion. (laughs) That's right, folks. There is no constitutional right to murdering your baby. And yesterday, the 11th Circuit says Georgia's heartbeat law should be allowed to take effect. Uh, and there is legal ease on all sides of the issue on this that is going, uh, putting lawyers into overtime. But in the end, isn't that all that matters? That you do not have a constitutional right to murder your baby anymore? You know, of all the things out there that's terrible in our world, I could literally just read that every day for you guys and Put a smile on our faces. <laughs> you ever seen these grappler things? Police use a grappler to stop a stolen vehicle in Mesa. Four detained and one hospitalized. I think I saw these tested somewhere before. Mesa police I don't used a grappler exactly. device to stop a stolen vehicle during a pursuit today. This technology is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. In the end, four people were detained, one taken to the hospital. Fox 10 Stephanie Bennett joins us live at the scene with the latest. I, I assume you knew about the grappler, but it's fairly new technology. Yeah, and invented right here in Arizona, too. It's quite cool to see this device actually in action. It basically goes out of the uh, law enforcement's car and wraps the tire up, kind of lassoing them and kind of reeling them back in as well. We are here off Country Club Drive near the US 60 here, and it all started in the parking lot of a Home Depot. They got a report of a stolen vehicle when they got to the parking lot. That suspect fled the area, but yeah, they didn't make it very far until he was grappled. Just after lunchtime, Mesa police officers were alerted to a stolen vehicle hit from an intersection license plate reader at Country Club and Hampton in Mesa. They say officers verified through a registration check that the vehicle was still reported stolen and sent that information to patrol officers in the field. A license plate reader? (laughs) You tell me a traffic cam highlighted a stolen vehicle? Yikes. Welcome to the surveillance state, fam. 
Anyways, interesting discussion about the grappler. I thought it was worth the time today. NASA's web telescope suffers a significant uncorrectable damage after a micrometeoroid hit. Isn't that great? $10 billion. James Webb Space Station Space Telescope. Toast. Now a giant paperweight. Congratulations, NAFA, NASA. Dumbasses. You could you you couldn't design a ten billion dollar telescope that couldn't last more than one month seriously is nasa the most worthless organization in the history of the world or am i or what the mirrors are and sunshield are expectedly to slowly degrade <laughs> that's great good work way to go nasa 10 billion dollars gone a nice nice 10 billion dollar paperweight for space no Fourth Amendment concerns. Yeah, no shit, right? Unvaccinated Wimbledon champ Novak Djokovic out of the U.S. Open. The reason why this story is so important to me is not because I give a shit about ten- tennis at all. Because I, I, I used to. I, you can watch it every now and then for about five minutes, and then you're like, okay, that was fun to watch win. Um, <laughs> the CDC has foreign travel guidelines that don't allow you to travel to the United States of America unless you're vaccinated? What the fuck? Seriously? What kind of country do we live in? (laughs) You are not allowed to travel to America based on CDC guidelines unless you're vaccinated. What the fuck is that shit? Unbelievable. So God bless those that are standing up for their rights. What a, what a world we live in, man. Here is that article with regards to general Flynn, the, the new, the, the generals that are keeping us informed and focused and the rest, Mary Flynn O'Neill with a great article, a discussion uh, in this article here today. It was, uh, it's worth your time to check out. So if you want that one, you can find that on my uh, social media later on this evening. Vets for Child Rescue is still, 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 still getting slammed for their work. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that do uh, discrediting of people that sit around on their ass and just, uh, you know, point fingers. Um, there's very few that actually do something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, arrest and convictions of Vets for Child Rescue to date, there has been 23 arrests and a 100% conviction rate as a result of these tailored operations. Uh, two counts of con- conspiracy to commit child rape, Floyd Jennings, Jason Livermore, count of conspiracy to commit child rape, uh, Philip Jurster, one count of conspiracy to commit child rape, and on and on and on. There are great organizations all around this country that are doing great work to try to expose and help those that are exploited through sexual means, especially children, vets for child rescue and their great work. Um, I just wanted to give them a shout out here today. Uh, appreciate all of their work and everything that they do out there. Uh, finally, let me check back with FCCED real quick here and the department of Justice to see if they figure out how to do justice yet. I doubt it. Here's my DOJ link. There it is. 
All right, FCCED today. This is yesterday, so nothing new. It looks like former Person County DA convicted of wife hiring scheme. Real Housewives Jen Saw pleads guilty in a fraud case. And then the UAE concealing misconduct probe are the only latest ones in the FCCED today. Let me just check in to make sure that's all of them. Yep, that's all of them from the FCCED. Nothing new from them today. Checking in with the Department of Justice. Uh, 15,845 gold pills. You guys are freaking awesome. I'll let you guys go ahead and get the scratch-offs in a little bit earlier here today. As we check in with the Department of DOJ to see if there's a new hate crime being prosecuted. <laughs> Since that's all they care about these days. Um, Garland's wants a Mexican's attorney general to discuss the extradition of Rafael Carol Quintero. Uh, big big coin founder convicted of crypto conspiracy fraud scheme. Minneapolis police officer Thomas Lane sentenced to 30 years a month for depriving George Floyd of his rights. Former Louisiana police chief and city council member plead guilty to vote buying conspiracy. Huh. There's no such thing as voter fraud. You guys don't even know what you're talking about. According to court documents, Jerry Trabona, 72, the former police chief of Amite City, and Christian Chris Hart, um pleaded guilty to conspiring to pay and offering to pay voters residing in that parish in Louisiana to vote for the 2016 open primary election and the 2016 open general election. Trabona and Hart admitted that they agreed with each other and others to pay or offer to pay voters during the contest in which the defendants were guilt were, were candidates. That is not such thing as voter fraud. You don't even know you're talking about dummy head. Joint statement by United States and United Kingdom on data access agreement, whatever. And another statement from Merrick Garland. That's all I see out there today. I'll get this vote buying scheme out there to you guys today, though, in social media. All right, guys. Thanks for being here with, with me today. TN Lioness, Sea Dragon, Peel Picasso, RP4L, uh, Thumper Rose, Skeeter Burke, CDU, many others out there today. Thank you all for, for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. Luke Skywalker, much love, brother. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, sea dragon who else toria all you guys out there on the foxhole app thanks guys for being here today thank you for your love support and prayers i am raising money to get to the pit mid-august so if you can help check out the website uncensoredave.com i could use your help to try to raise money to get over there thank you guys very much everyone over there on rumble great crowd over there today lurking and, and chatting and just kind of hanging out denise knock my socks off ilza the hun uh, just mojo and many others over there on the rumble today lurking and hanging out appreciate you guys very much much love and god bless you all and thanks for the new follows over there on twitch and the great crowd over there today thanks guys very much i appreciate you all very much z patriot uh jane uh, freestyler toy squirrel all you guys um over there over there lady cat who else freestyler got you hunter all you guys over there hanging out. I appreciate you guys very much. Let's see if there's anybody to raid out there today. Is there anybody streaming right now? No, not really. All right. Well, with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thanks for hanging out with me today. We'll be back here tomorrow for Patriot Roundtable Friday and another edition of Uncensored Abe. So thank you guys for being here today. God bless you all. See you guys tomorrow. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.